Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. And welcome to another Geek Town podcast. Today I'm talking to American novelist Craig Johnson. Craig is best known for a series of novels centered around Wyoming County Sheriff Walt Longmire, which have all been bestsellers and have spawned the hit TV show Longmire, which is currently airing in its second season on TCM in the UK. As ever, if you want any more news or info on the return or renewal of any TV show in the UK, just visit the main website at geektown.co.uk. Hope you enjoy the interview. Hi Craig, how are you? I'm good, about yourself? I'm, I'm fine. How are you finding the UK? Oh, I love it! It's it's always fun to come. It's uh, I was here about uh, ten years ago, like and then uh, I think five years before that, like that. So I, I've been in the area before, like that. And I've been fly fishing in Scotland, like that. So it's, it's not completely unknown territory. <laughs> nice. Um, are, you, are you over here for something specific, or are you promoting a new book, or or on tour, on a book tour, or? Yeah, mostly it's uh, it's just interviews and meetings like that here in the UK. Like, and then um, then I jump across the water like, and I'm over in France uh, on tour, book tour. A new book just came out and is on the bestsellers list over there. Right. And uh, and I guess the second season of Longmire just started here in the UK, and it's I think it's on uh, over in France too, I believe. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, started a couple of weeks ago, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we 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 hit to talk about um, Longmire. Uh, do you want to do you want to just explain a bit about the the novels and and the show and uh, well just generally about the characters just in case anybody doesn't hasn't uh, seen it yet? Sure, about my split personality, like a, <laughs> a television. Sure, like it's uh, um, I don't know. The book started off about uh, I guess ten years ago uh, in, in the U.S. Um, and it was something a little bit different, I think, than the majority of the stuff that was out there. That was kind of when all that CSI craze was going on. So I started thinking, 
maybe if I did a, a series of books that took place with the sheriff's department in the least populated county in the least populated state in America, maybe it would <laughs> kind of take me in a different direction. And so it did. You know, it just kind of made me focus more on place and more on character and that type of thing. And and the books did really, really well. Like that actually made it on the New York Times bestsellers list. And um, and then they got noticed by Hollywood. And Warner Brothers came knocking on the door and said that they wanted to make a television series. Um, out of the books, and uh, and I guess that's uh, where I guess we're going to start our third season somewhere around Memorial Day back in the U.S. Cool, cool. That's yeah. I, I heard you got picked up for the third season already, which is uh, great news. Yeah, we're actually the highest rated scripted drama in, in the American Network's uh, history, so that's kind of nice. Wow, <laughs> that is very good. Um, what what's your connection with the the TV show in, in terms of do you, do you have uh, are you heavily involved in it or, or uh, are you write, are you writing both I'm not I wasn't entirely sure. Well, David, I will have you know that you are speaking to an executive creative consultant. <laughs> no, and what that means is I know where the porta potties are on set. Is what that <laughs> it's, it's actually pretty nice. Like it's been a pretty wonderful group of individuals to work with. Yeah. Um, you know the, the the producers that you know started working on the show. Um, you know Greer Shepard, um, Hunt Baldwin, uh, John Coveney, um, Chris Chulak, All of them. I mean, they, they had pretty good track records. You know, whenever I was kind of going into this, you know, they had done shows like Dar, uh, The Closer, Nip Tuck, and all, all of these others like that. And so, right. it, it was a nice group of individuals to think of working with like that. And uh, and I think you know in the very first meetings that I had with them, they started wondering about you know the fact that you know. They could either go out and find some sort of experts, you know, on sheriffing, on Wyoming, on the Northern Cheyenne Reservation, and a lot of these other specifics, you know, to to the books. Like, or else they could just, you know, keep me on the payroll. Like, they just, <laughs> you know, text me questions at three o'clock in the morning. Like, you know, where does the Powder River go, south or north? You know, we want a body to come off of the Northern Cheyenne Reservation, and so uh, I think I'm a little bit cheaper for them to have than anything else. But it's it's a nice relationship because you know the first thing that. Hollywood does an awful lot of the times is just you know kind of kick the the author to the curb, but, uh, yeah. but they're a pretty wonderful group and they want to make sure that they get it right and so that uh, you know the American West comes across not only as you know epic and romantic and they wanted to be realistic too like and so uh, I think it was just you know better for all if I if I stayed involved and so then what they do is they send me synopses of like the different uh, scripts and I give them feedback on that and then they have a writers room down there and they they sit down uh, about a half a dozen writers and they sit down and write each one of the episodes and then they send me the episodes and I go through those and line edit those and <laughs> we go back and forth a little bit wow so you you're very heavily involved in the TV in the writing on the TV show that is is quite rare for for Hollywood for um, uh, you know, for for getting authors that involved in the show, I guess it is. I guess, but I, you know, I'm, it, I think it's also a lot of the times that's the the, the author's fault. If you want to know the truth, <laughs> <laughs> the, the problem is, like, I mean, you're talking about two different mediums. You know, yeah. I mean, your, your TV is you know is different from tele, I mean, television is different from uh, from books. You know, books are different from movies, that type of thing. And so, I think you know, whenever I was going into it, I kind of had my eyes open and was aware. That you know maybe everything wasn't going to be exactly the way it was in my books. I mean, what makes for a good book doesn't necessarily make for good TV, or good TV make for good books. So you have to be open to the idea that you know you got to get the best people to work with, and then allow them to do their jobs. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. and I was fortunate enough to have those people. Yeah, 
So, uh, what are the sort of differences between the books and the TV show? Um, are they are they mainly minor changes, or are there, are there any kind of uh, you know? Because I know things like like uh, True Blood had huge changes between <laughs> one and the other. You know, um, minor more like the, they they kind of fine tuned it a little bit like that, but they actually still used you know plot points you know from the books. All the characters are pretty much there. Even they did they graduated some of the minor characters into being uh, somewhat larger characters. Um, for me, the 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 funny thing was is that you know whenever they first started uh, you know talking about writing the pilot script um they were talking to me and they said that you know they were thinking about making walt and henry you know the two main characters two of the main characters uh, 10 years younger than they are right. in the books and i i had the immediate horrible you know redneck cowboy author response where I was like, well, why, why are we doing that you know, <laughs> response to me was well we'd really like to run the show to run for about 10 years and we'd rather not have walt and henry in wheelchairs by the time <laughs> Well, I had yeah. a hard time arguing that point. Look at so I conceded that one pretty quick. Okay, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's it's you know it's actually been they they've explained to me just about every single time that they've had any kind of uh, differentiation you know from uh, the books you know to, as to why it is that they're doing what they're doing and it's it's actually been a, a pretty you know wonderful relationship and kind of you know. Uh, um, not finely tuned like that in the sense that whenever they use you know plot points from the books, one of the things they'll do is they'll change the uh, the endings so that you know if people are watching the TV show, go ahead and read the books and not have the surprise ending <laughs> ruined for them like that and vice versa like that which seems to work out pretty well for both the books and the television show yeah so i i'm, I'm guessing the tv shows pulled a, a larger audience into the books as, as well as the other way around pretty much all of the emails i get nowadays say start off with i'm really sorry i didn't know about you before the tv <laughs> show and i'm i immediately write these people back and go it's okay you found me that's the important <laughs> thing here <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, can I go a bit through the the, the process of, of how you get into uh, what you do with your, your writing? Is it sort of um, you lock yourself away somewhere? Do you have a specific routine for something, uh, or is is it a bit more relaxed than that? You know, I really don't worry too much about distractions. I mean, you know, when you think about it, you know, my ranch, the nearest town to my ranch has 25 people in it in northern Wyoming. So, you know, the, those 25 people, well, 20, the 24 that live there other than myself, like they, they pretty much leave me alone and let me do what it is I want to do. It's, it's actually a good situation like that. I've got a ranch there. Um, of about 260 acres, like that, and uh, nice. it's uh, it's mostly a horse ranch now, like that, and uh, and it's you know for me it's it provides the kind of focus and the kind of solace that you know that I need um, to be able to focus on the books and write the books that I want to write, and um, you know I, I don't know if I, if I lived in a town like London, if I lived in a town like New York or L.A. or something like that, I might be distracted a little more easily, but uh, <laughs> you know, boy, in the winters in Wyoming, there's nothing to do but sit there by the fire and write. Okay? <laughs> that's that's what I enjoy doing. I mean, I'm a writer, and so that's that's the most important thing to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the process, you know, is just you know getting up very early in the morning, usually before the sun comes up. You know, and getting everything all squared away there at the ranch, and then pot of coffee, and sitting down and starting writing. <laughs> so, where, where do you where do you tend to start when you're looking to start a new book? Do you start with what you want the mystery to be? What which characters you want to use? Do you sort of start at the end and go back to the beginning or? No, generally it's like a it's it, you know because I tend to refer to what I write as you know socially responsible. Uh, crime fiction, you know, for me, right. uh, I'm, I'm never looking for like clever ways to kill people, or you know, I don't want to, 
you know, stack up bodies like cordwood. You know, I mean, come <laughs> on, I've been a town of 25. I don't want everybody dead by the time I get to the end of the book. You know, so for me, it's always a question of, you know, well, what's the social meaning behind this book? What is it I'm trying to say? And, you know, does this have something to, you know, to do with, you know, the actuality of where it is that I live? I mean, you know, whenever you're writing, I, mean, I basically straddle two genres. You know, I work within Westerns, you know, and I also work, also work within mystery. Yeah. And so there's a lot of baggage that's involved, you know, with both of those, you know, that uh, a lot of preconceived notions that a lot of people have. And so, you know, one of the things I have to go up against right then is uh, you know, trying to be more honest about it, trying to be more realistic and, uh, and trying to make sure that the books, you know, deal with the things that, you know, Western sheriffs deal with, um, which might be something, you know, that people are not particularly used to um, when they read both genres. So. What made you get into writing in the first place? Well, my, my father says I come from a long line of bullshitters. I'm just the first one <laughs> smart enough to write them down. There's probably more truth in that than I'm willing to admit. But, uh, no, I don't know. I, I think, you know, I, I, you know, my education was in writing, but it was just a question of, you know, finding the right story to, to write. People always ask, how did you start writing? And there are only two honest answers to that question. And one is that, you know, you find a story that needs to be told. And the second is that you run out of excuses. Uh, <laughs> So for me, I, I finally ran out of excuses. I built my ranch myself. I poured the concrete, stacked the logs, did all that, and got the ranch all done and was sitting there thinking, okay, well, you've always wanted to write a novel. You know, maybe you should think about you know, writing this novel that you've had in the back of your head for quite some time. <laughs> so what, what's your background uh, prior to that? Oh, you name it, I did it. Like I had one of those Jack Kerouac, you know, kind of uh, life experiences, you know, where I did just about everything you can possibly imagine. And... <laughs> And I think, you know, in the, the long, that probably is a good thing, because I think it provided me with the kind of um, of experience that I think you really need to be able to write. You know, one of the problems I think, you know, with a lot of the, the, the younger writers these days is, is they, they, you know, they graduate from some of these marvelous writing schools, and they have all the tools to write, but they don't particularly have a lot of life experience to draw from. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, that, you know, that really wasn't that difficult to, to assimilate, look at I, I Everything. I drove a truck. I picked strawberries. I cowboyed. I did um, everything you can possibly imagine, like that. I did, and uh, and I think it kind of comes out in the writing. I think it you know, it shows. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it. It, it seems very varied. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to take that as a compliment. <laughs> oh, it was definitely meant as a compliment. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers, and if you have a lot of mailing to do. Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. (laughs) What do you think makes the novels and and the TV show the success that they are? Well, I think um, it's it's you know I mean there's a combination of things like that. I think that you know one of the big things is is that you know there is that 
that epic romantic quality of the American West, you know, sure. that I think is uh, one of the things that, that pulls, you know, people to the, uh, maybe the first glance that they have of either the television show or the books, you know, but I think it's the complexities of character, um, you know, the social implications, you know, of the novels themselves. I mean, they're written with a little bit maybe more depth than, you know, a lot of the material in, in both those genres, you know, are uh, are, are and uh, and so what I know is, is is what I've been told, like that in the you know not just here in the UK, like that, but in a lot of other countries too. I mean, you know, the the books on the bestsellers list, you know, this week, uh, yeah, uh, in France, like you know, we tour in France at least you know twice a year, and a number of other countries too, like that. But um, I think it's the complexities of character um, and uh, the complexities of storyline. Um, they're not your father's westerns, you know, and they're yeah. not father's mysteries either. Like that, they're more of a combination of the two, and uh, and people seem to respond to those things. I think that's you know that's one of the the elements I think that uh, that make the books you know a little bit more plausible. Um, it's also a, a question of the characters themselves. Like that, as far as um, you know, Walt is a little bit of an old school kind of sheriff. I mean, he's a He's one of those guys. He doesn't carry a cell phone like that. He doesn't trust technology a great deal, like that. and so he's kind of old school like that. And I don't know that character has been gone so long that I think it's uh, it's kind of surprised everybody by being somewhat avant garde uh, <laughs> since he's been gone for so long like that. I mean, I can give you an example of that. I was actually out on my motorcycle out riding in the Powder River country mm. and uh, doing research, you know, checking out some locations and stuff. And I was coming across a little town called Arveda. And I mean, it's just a little postage stamp, you know, out there in the middle of the, the high plains, out there in the middle of nowhere, tiny little town. But it's yeah. got a bar in it, like most of the tiny towns in Wyoming do. <laughs> and uh, and so I thought, well, I'll stop in there and I'll have a beer before I go home. Like, and so I stop in and I park the motorcycle and I go in the bar. And on the bar back, there's a great big sign that says Longmire and Longnecks Monday nights. And <laughs> I look at the bartender and I said, what's the sign about? And he goes, oh, it's, you know, it's Monday nights when they show Longmire. And, uh, and he said, and we have, you know, Rainier beer, Longneck bottles, you know, for a buck a piece. And he said, you know, a lot of these ranchers out here in the Powder River country, they don't have cable television or satellite dishes or anything like that. And they all come in and watch Longmire on <laughs> And I said, well, that's kind of great. Like that. And he goes, Craig, you don't know how great that is. A show they used to come in and watch was Gunsmoke. <laughs> so it's, it's been kind of a dry area there, you know, as far as you know, Westerns are concerned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, there's, there's been a few uh, Westerns uh, pop up. I mean, the other big one, I guess, is Hell on Wheels, which is sort of uh, mm -hmm. Western-based, mm -hmm. which is I, I, I think it's great as well. Mm -hmm. Um but it's a period western. It takes place, you know, actually in that uh, Wild West period. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's probably one of the biggest differences, you know, between you know, I guess our stuff and everybody else's is ours are our contemporary westerns like that. And then with the books, I think what the other thing I didn't mention that I probably should have is is that it's the humor that's in the books too. There's an awful lot of humor. And sure. So people tend to be a little bit surprised by that cowboys and you know the <laughs> sense of humor generally. That's not kind of unheard of. Like that, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's not the first thing you kind of think of when you think of cowboys. <laughs> Sad but true. <laughs> so, is there anything you've ever done uh, with with a character that's that's gone down, or you know, something you've written in one of the books that's gone down badly with the fans, and you've got like angry fan letters and sort of a bit of a backlash from it, or oh, have they generally been? You know what? Good? If you don't get a couple of those emails or a couple of those letters with every book, I don't think you're doing your job. You know, to be honest <laughs> with you, I mean. If Sailing along and everybody's happy as can be, then you're not really kind of pushing the outsides of the envelope. Sure. You know, 
And uh, so, yeah, I mean, every book, you know, I, I, you know, there's generally something that'll upset somebody like that. And, uh, you know, I think that's your job to a certain extent. I mean, if you're not, you know, doing something that's a little bit more out there on the cutting edge, you know, to have an effect on people, then, you know, then, then you're just, you know, you're writing pablum like you're just writing the same stuff over and over again. And that really just doesn't appeal to me at all. I have to admit. <laughs> um, you're on, uh, up to what? 11 books now. Um, yeah. Yeah, the eleventh book is actually done. Look at, and I'm working on the twelfth. Wow. Uh, do you do you see a point when you may stop writing the sort of long life series and, and move on to something else entirely, or do you, is this just what you want to write now? Well, I'm kind of an indentured servant to all these publishers, looking at the <laughs> So you know, I don't know if I have the the ability to be able to stop doing that, and then you know, I got to be honest with you, I'm not um, such a good time writing the books any reason why it is that I would stop doing them. Now, that doesn't mean that I won't, you know, write other things and haven't already started other things. I mean, I've got a literary fiction novel that I'm working on. I've got a psychological thriller that I'm working on, a number of other things. I think, you know, you, you don't want to become a one-note Johnny. You know, you want yeah. to be able to, um, you know, stretch your, you know, your, your writing muscles a little bit and try and do some things that are different on a regular basis or else, you know, I think you, you kind of wither a little bit there. And so, um, so it, it's not something that I'm not already involved with like that, but, uh, you know, I don't know. You never say never like that. But right now, I'm having such a good time writing the Walt books. I don't really see any reason to stop. Sure. Well, yeah. No, if you're having fun writing, then why would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been, you know, had a certain amount of success with them, also, like with the TV show. Well, yeah, it. yeah, sure. And if if people then, still want them, then you know. yeah, yeah. And the books have actually been on the on the New York Times bestsellers list for the last four years running. So yeah, so you really can't argue too much that, to complain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I, just before I, I came on, uh, I posted a thing on Reddit just saying that I was talking to you and did anybody have any questions? And one of the ones that came through was, uh, from, uh, Child of Lightning. Does he have any favorite episodes or new characters from the TV show? Uh, and has anything in the TV show gone back and influenced how you've writ written the books? Oh, what a good question. Yeah, um, I thought so. That's, wow, it's going to take me 20 minutes to answer all that. But, you <laughs> know, right? I'd say, um, I guess the first thing is is that, yeah, obviously the, the, the I don't know, the episodes that are based off of, uh, you know, more closely off of the plot lines that are in the books, you know, are the ones that I enjoy the most because, for me, it's interesting to see how this group of authors, this group of, uh, of uh, screenwriters, like that, you know, what did they do with the material that I used? How did I did it? And then it's interesting for me to see how differently they do it, you know, mm. and what they do, you know, with television being a different medium and all. Um, yeah. And then, you know, as far as the characters are concerned, um, there are actually two characters that uh, that they they maximized a, a little more from the books. Um, one is uh, the Branch Connolly character. Um, which was Turk Connolly in the books, like that. Sure, and I think sure. that uh, they've done a pretty wonderful job in, uh, uh, in in working that character like that because he's a little bit like a younger version of Walt, you know. But he's got a a kind of Hamlet esque kind of quality to him, like that. You know, <laughs> do I, do I not? You know, good or bad, and all those things like that. And then uh, the other character that they changed a little bit was uh, Adam Bartley's character, uh, the Ferg. Um, who in the books is, a, is an older man like that, and they make him much more of a, a younger deputy, you know, kind of a puppy dog kind of character who, you know, follows around after Walt, you know, still learning the trade yeah, of yeah. law enforcement. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm a victim just like everybody else is. I mean, you know, what, what's really grand about the TV show is that we have such really wonderful performers on it. I mean, the actors are really, really good. They're very compelling. I mean, Katie Sackhoff, Robert Taylor, um, Bailey Chase, you know, Cassidy Freedom, Adam Free Freeman, Adam Bart, 
differently. Um, all of them, I think, just do a, a really remarkable job of, of, you know, kind of putting flesh on the bones um, of those, those characters that I created, you know, just with words. Um, they're different, like that, you know, than, than maybe what I exactly had in my mind, but uh, but that's okay too. I mean, whenever they were first starting to do the TV show, uh, you know, Warner Brothers, they, they they asked me. They said, "Do you ever think about any actors?" Uh, you know, when you think of Walt Longmire, and you know, my immediate response was, "Well, no, I've got friends and family and neighbors and all that." <laughs> I tend to use as characters, and they said, "Well, if you were to think of any actors, you know, for the roles, who do you think you'd think of?" And I said, "Well, you know, Ben Johnson, Joel McRae, Gary Cooper, you know." And they said that was absolutely no help at all because all those guys had been dead for thirty years. <laughs> that was a little bit difficult as far as that's concerned, but uh, but no, I, you know, I was as far as the, the latter part of the question. I had been writing the books for about seven years before um, the TV show started. And so the characters were pretty solidified in my head uh, before the TV show started. And as much as I enjoy the TV version, I don't think it really uh, kind of trespasses um, into the, uh, you know, the literary version of that, that world. Cool. Okay. Um so, I mean, you mentioned there your your um, sort of reference for for actors uh, was probably not the most up to date. So, I, I take it you don't actually do you watch that much TV? I you know I actually don't. Um, I, I you know I, I'm you know with the ranch like that you know I mean you 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 know by the time you get back in and it's dark that night like that you know I mean I spend more time you know reading probably than I do watching television and um, so I, I, I you know and, and the nearest movie theater is like thirty eight miles away like. That's the, <laughs> I don't get into too much for that either. Like that, but uh, you know, I, I try. If there's something on that's interesting, you know, I'll, I'll make an attempt to try and watch it. But uh, for me, it's it's uh, you know, it's a you know, it's a certain amount of responsibility to watch my own television show. I, I have to date on that because what's really horrible is whenever the actors ask if you saw a certain episode and what did you think of their performance, it would be horrible if I didn't have a response. You know, so, so I try and make sure I see Longmire whenever. So, so what was the last TV show you saw other than your own? Oh my. My gosh, the last TV show. Um, you mean the one that I've watched on a regular basis? Yeah, or, or the, yeah, the, the one that you actually kind of went and sought out. Um, oh my gosh, um, that might have been Hill Street Blues. That might have been you <laughs> wow. know that, that far long ago. Like I have to admit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what what was the last movie you went? You actually um, made the effort to to kind of get out and go and see. Oh, let's see. What did I see? I saw uh, Nebraska. I, I did ah, see it yeah. just recently, like that. And uh, let's see, Twelve Years a Slave, like that. And so, uh, you know, whenever I'm traveling, like that, and, uh, and I do a lot of travel, like at about, a, I'd say, a good, you know, 150 days out of the year, I'm usually on the road, um, you know, with touring in the United States, and then also, you know, spending time down on the set. Um, at, at Warner, like, at, and then uh, also on the rest of the world. But uh, you know, when I'm out and about, like, that's that's probably the best chance that I have to go see a movie is when I'm yeah. out in the world. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I think we're probably about uh, ready to wrap up. Um, what are you? Uh, so, what what are you doing next? Um, when's your? Do you know when the next book's coming out? I do. It's uh, May thirteenth. Look at and um, you know it borrows a little bit from Shakespeare. Look at the uh, the title for the the book on May thirteenth is actually um, any other name. Look at is in a rose by any other. Uh, right. 
Yeah. And it's a, it's a it's a case where Walt gets kind of pulled into an investigation. There's a sheriff's investigator in adjacent county who uh, ends up dead, like that he commits suicide, like that no one can figure out why. He's kind of a straight arrow kind of guy and doesn't have any kind of shady uh, instances, you know, in his past or anything sure. like that. And so nobody can figure out why it is that he's done it. And Walt has to go and try and track down and see who it is that, you know, might have been involved with this and why it is he might have done what he did. Cool. Oh, that one sounds interesting. <laughs> And that's, that's the, <laughs> uh, and that's the twelfth one. Yep, that's actually no, that's actually the eleventh. That's one. the eleventh. Okay, that's the one that'll be coming out on the thirteenth. Ah, yeah. right. Okay, and then you're right. You're you're already writing the the twelfth. I am. I have to <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, it's it's been wonderful to talk to you. Um, uh, thank you for for coming on today. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you, David. Good luck with the uh, with the show and the books and everything else. And um, I uh, look forward to to seeing the new book when it's out in May. Absolutely. <laughs> look forward to talking to you again. <laughs> Cheers. Bye bye. See ya. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.